Listen, it's Minister Jeff Austin with the St. Mark Amy Zion Church in East Palo Alto, California. I want to start this session by saying what uh, our Bridge to Victory is and what it is not. Bridge to Victory is not a mental health organization, but we do have access to mental health professionals if need be. Uh, we're not uh, a lie-believing entity. We believe the truth about the condition of humankind and will stand on what we know to be truths that produce freedom and very positive results in the lives of those that are uh, willing to apply the principles shared within the programs of Bridge to Victory. What Bridge to Victory is? We are a group of victorious individuals who still struggle with all kinds of human maladies. We are not focused on anything other than helping each other to see our truths and then move forward in the victory that the acceptance of truth will present. Having said this, I want to encourage any of our listeners to stop by our meeting sometimes, add to the victories that are happening every day. We want to assure you that God is alive and well. He is still in the miracle working business. We believe that he is the answer to many of the things that plague our lives. He has shown himself faithful as we continue to try and do what thus says the Lord in all situations for you. Uh, we are here for you. We are uh, have created a safe place to discuss our hurts, habits, hang-ups, our trials, our tests, and our tribulations in a very, very real uh, way that can be relevant in your life today. You know, there are times in everyone's life uh, that seems like there's nothing ever is going right. <clears throat> it seems like all the uh, things that are surrounding us are producing a negative impact, not only on our lives, but the lives of those that live with us and work uh, around us. Uh, you all, I am sure, know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe there's a relationship issue between you and your spouse or a significant other. Maybe there are children that are getting into trouble like eh, it's the greatest hobby to, for them to do so. Uh, maybe the job is, has become mundane and the boss is one in which a noose and a weight with a gentle push into the water is what we would like to see happen to him. I'm just kidding. Don't be telling your boss that you're going to put a noose around his neck, okay? It was a joke. But I don't care how much money you make. What kind of car you drive or what place of employment you are working at. Single, married, gay, straight, transgender, and the list goes on and on. All of us from time to time get off of the track of who we are to be in our lives. We have trials and tribulations. We have deaths in our families. We have tragedies happen in our lives. We at times like these can be in a state of depression for quite some time, even before we realize that we are there. My point is that it happens to all of us. The Bridge to Victory has changed the way that I look at problems. There's a road map, if you will, through any and all obstacles. God gives us a clear-cut path. It is more times than not a simple truth that we didn't get about a certain thing that will be just the truth that will set us free from whatever the issue is. These principles of building a holistically solid bridge across and over the issues that may be plaguing our lives is something that we want to master and share with others. There are definite steps that happen anytime a builder considers the work that has to be done to complete the goal of building a bridge. This process is what the Lord has delivered to us today to take a look at in depth. So if you ask any developer or builder of bridges, uh, what are the basic steps that go into building a bridge? And they will inform you that there are six basic steps that have to happen for the bridge to perform and function as it should. Those steps are, going to be covered actually in a series of lessons. We're going to talk about uh, the first step today in this uh, particular segment. Uh, the first step of building a bridge span across the obstacles that we encounter in our lives. 
See, this is the hardest step of the process, for you must be willing to be thorough if you want your bridge to be strong enough to withstand the elements of issues that will certainly come against it. So bridge building step number one. First, you got to remove all of the obstacles. Any obstacles that are in the way of the foundational uh, pillars for a bridge have to be removed. Remember that uh, Bridge to Victory is a holistic development program, so we are going to have to take a look at the removal of obstacles from all areas of our lives in order for the bridge that we wish to have as a vehicle to freedom to be successful. Let's be clear about building bridges. Before you begin the process of building one, you must identify what and how exactly you would like for your bridge to function. Ask yourself this, and this has got to be an honest question to yourself. You know, a lot of times we don't like to look at ourselves, but many uh, of our problems start with us. Let's be real. A lot of times we make things about us that is not about us. But in this instance, when we're building bridges, it's all about us and not the other people that might be involved in a hurt or a habit or a hang-up. So one, what is one area of your life that you need a bridge? That you need some type of uh, bridge to help you cross over this thing? What is the one area of your life that you would like to see changed? Two, the second question, how would you like this change to look in this area of your life? And three, are you willing to be open to hear all spiritual principles concerning your issue? Say you're struggling with pornography. You would like, not, you would like obviously, not to struggle at all with pornography, but the truth is, you like it. But are you ready to change? See, what brought this change of heart is the fact that uh, your wife is about to leave you. The reason that she's willing to leave you is that she is accusing you of not being intimate with her. She's feeling like you do not love her in the way uh, that you used to any longer. She feels that there is someone else in your life and that you're not being honest with her about what's going on. This is an obstacle. Questions of clarity. Questions we must ask in order to identify the issues uh, in residence in our being. Is this issue a physical issue? Is it an emotional issue? Is it a spiritual issue? issue. These same three questions must be asked for what do we want our solutions to look like, what is our plan of action to move forward, and who will be the accountability for uh, reaching these goals. So in this example, pornography is an emotional, spiritual issue for the most part. It can also become a physical issue as well. You see, uh, there are many of our hurts, habits, and hang-ups that will be across all three categories. So let's begin. First of all, we are under the understanding that God wants all of us to be saved. Let's let's understand this. John, uh, the third chapter, verse 16, is very clear on the issue. God wishes that no one be left behind of the things that are about to happen to the world itself. God's heart for mankind is so merciful. It is really amazing. Think about it. God's word says that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, while we were still messing up, Left and right, up and down, north and south, east and west, Christ died for the sins that we were committing. See, the forgiveness of God is an awesome thing. See, there's no other word for the acts that God has performed just to get our attention to let us know just how much he loves us. With this particular issue, pornography. Pornography quickly can become a stronghold in the mind. For one, it is in direct opposition to what God's word says about the female-male relationship dynamic. God is clear on this issue, though. 
Through his word, he tells us in Galatians, the fifth chapter, that those that practice such things as sexual immorality will not be a part of, when it comes to sexual behavior, they will not be a part of the kingdom of God. See, the world will tell us and does tell us constantly that we have to be sexy. It says that we have to have it our way. You know, uh, the tune, have it your way, Burger King. See, the world will justify our behavior that is directly against God's commandment by saying, you know, God knows who you are, uh, Johnny. Sarah, he knows how you think. You just can't be that rigid of a God. And see, this is what the world will tell you. But what we're saying is this. Jesus left us a fairly good statement concerning sexual immorality when he said that even if we look upon a woman and think about having sex with her or him, that we are not in his will and that we have committed sin in our hearts already. So if we look at a woman, fellas, and we say in our minds, y'all know what I'm talking about, thoughts like, man, I'd like to hit that. So we've committed sin in our heart already. Hmm. Let me tell you something, fellas, with the things that we're seeing and the fact that uh, summertime is upon us and about ready to leave us, it's fall now, uh, but it's it's very difficult thing to stay sexually pure, especially uh, if you've never been that way in the first place. Pretty clear-cut instructions come to us via the Word of God. Matthew, the fifth chapter, starting around verse 27, Christ is saying this, You have heard that it was said, you should not commit adultery. Remember the definition of adultery is a person having sex outside of marriage. Fornication meaning, of course, having sex outside of marriage, period. Uh, adultery is talking about married folks. And fornication is basically talking about folks who are not married. Christ goes on to say in verse 28 of that fifth chapter of Matthew that if we look upon a woman and lust after her, that we have committed adultery in our hearts already. We talked about that earlier. Christ goes on to say in verse 29 that if the right eye makes you stumble, then you need to cut it out and throw it away from you for it is better for you that one of your parts of your body uh, perishes than for the whole body to be thrown into hell. You know what? Stumble is a great choice of words here. For if you have ever been in a relationship that was not godly, you can assuredly attest to the severity of problems that you will have without God at the center of your life. I'm here to tell you that 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 God is no respecter of persons. That if you need wisdom to overcome and make the solid places in your mind that will need to be clear in order to continue to live free, He, God, will give it to you, and He will give it to you liberally. I think that many times in my life, at least, I just didn't care enough. I didn't value my soul enough. I could not see the value in not having sex. I was seeking pleasure at all costs, and trust you me, the cost was very high. I had bought into this world system of getting everything that I wanted exactly at the moment that I wanted them. Come on, somebody. I wanted what I wanted when I wanted it. This in turn led me down the road of stumble. The verse said if your right eye causes you to stumble, that you need to cut it out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, preacher. You mean to tell me that God's telling me if my right eye is uncontrolled and, and, and it comes to, when it comes to looking and desiring women that I need to cut the thing out of my head? This is some serious stuff. You mean I have to cut my eye out? Do you think that God is saying that? Uh, it is important to you not to be this way if he's being that drastic? So the Bible is clear. If you even look upon her to lust after her, then you are in a separated state. With God, this goes for ladies too, and this is just on the guys here. This is ladies too. See, you will listen, I'm sure. 
But he may or may not act if you have been doing this thing over and over again. You know, those that practice such things, it said, practice such things, which means that there's a, 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 a habitualness with it. Question is, there's nothing good waiting for any of us outside of God if we remain in those sinful states. Question is, do you want the blessings of God? I don't know about you, but I want everything that God has for me and more because I've tried everything in the world from A to Z and it is totally unfulfilling. I guarantee you that. So if you were anything like me, your thoughts were constantly thinking about sex. I heard it, uh, I read it somewhere that men think about sex every five seconds. I know that I was probably around every three seconds when I was coming up. My hormones were raging. I would think about it all the time. The kids nowadays would have been calling me thirsty, but that is exactly what it felt like. Like I needed a cool drink of sexual water to make me feel good all the time. See, this attitude kept me bound for so many years. I tell you people, thank God for his mercy and his grace. It was through the process of building a bridge, a spiritual bridge that I've finally been set free from the pornographic addictions. But before I was set free, the bridge building process had to be put into place. So let's give three scriptures concerning our mindsets on how to overcome this obstacle. Here it is in a nutshell. We must abstain from all manner of evil. We must abstain from being involved in the sexual immorality piece. Here is what the Bible says about a man that is always seeking pleasure. It says that he is going to end up flat broke. He who's constantly seeking pleasure will end up in poverty. That's in Proverbs. So to overcome these issues, folks, we must understand who uh, they are in relationship to Jesus Christ, these issues. What are they in relationship to Jesus Christ? We, we can see and hold on to the fact that God is always there to guide and comfort us through whatever issues that we face. But we must understand that he, God, is greater than anything that we will ever have to face in life. He is the answer to whatever ails us. We must understand that we cannot do these things and fight off these types of maladies alone. We will need his help and the help of other human beings. Here's some scriptures that God lets us know uh, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when we start to doubt that we can, cannot abstain, when we start to doubt that we cannot uh, uh, not do drugs or, or alcohol, when we start to doubt uh, that we can't control our anger and our rage, uh, God lets us know that certainly we can. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's found in Philippians 4.13. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Hebrews 13.5. That's critically important because many times we fall off into these issues and these spiritual maladies, these things that cope us bound because we're lonely and we feel alone in the world. He also says, don't get worried about doing good because one of the things to overcome uh, evil in our lives is to do good for others. He says, don't get worry while doing that because he's going to exalt us in his time uh, if we continue to uh, do good. There is a safety in a multitude of counselors. This is very important. It's found in Proverbs 11, uh, chapter verses 14, which says there's safety in that multitude of counselors. In other words, you got to get other people involved in your life. 
You got to let somebody speak some truth into your life to be able to uh, uh, take hold, plant some seeds, if you will, uh, that others will come along and water and you will water through the study of his word and prayer uh, that will eventually grow into knowledge and knowledge will turn into wisdom. As you continue to apply the knowledge into your life, it will turn into wisdom uh, from which you can live by. And the last little scripture I want to give you is Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, 16, 18. It says, pray without ceasing. This is truly important to maintain the vertical connection with God and the vehicle of communication that he has allowed us to have through these trials, tests, and tribulations. He said, count it all joy when we go through them because they produce patience in us. And patience is a virtue that we all must have if we're going to follow God and receive the blessings of God. In closing this lesson, I want to say the scriptures that are before us in this lesson are saying to us that in order to clear obstacles from our lives that we will need to do a couple of things. One, we must have a certain attitude, an attitude of faith. A blind belief that God is able to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Two, that we are never alone in this thing called life. Three, we've got to keep going. If we, get, if we fall, we've got to get back up and go at it even harder than, with more determination than before. Four, we've got to seek counsel for all things uh, that we'll be going through. And as we make moves towards God, counsel, counsel, counsel. We wage war with a multitude of counselors. There is safety in a multitude of counselors. Both of those scriptures are in Proverbs. And then five, uh, last but not least, pray, pray, and then pray some more and keep on knocking on uh, the door of God for a way out of what you are in. We're going to stop right here for today. I hope that something's been said that will get you to take a hard look at the things that are obstacles in your life. Those things can and will go away. You can overcome anything that is set before you. In actuality, those things are set in front of you on purpose. So that you will look to God for the answers to life's challenges. I implore you, if you are struggling with things in your life right now, if you feel like you are alone in all of this mess that has been created in your life, if you feel defeated by life and others, if you're looking for something, yet you're not quite sure what that thing is, I suggest strongly that you check out God. Examine his ways. Test him, if you will, uh, to see if indeed he is true. For the Bible is clear. It tells us if you know the truth. And the truth will set you free. That's found in John, the 8th chapter, verses 32. In closing on this section, this segment, uh, we must all ask ourselves if we are really about believing uh, the Bible as being the ultimate authority uh, for things in the human lives. And we can say that we trust everything that it says. And if you don't trust everything that it says, why not? That's a question you'll have to answer for yourself. This has been Minister Jeff Austin with the Bridge to Victory. I hope to see you the next time that our podcast rolls through your earlobes. May God bless you and keep you.